1: The title of the message today is What Goals Do You Have for Your Life? What Goals Do You Have for Your Life? A family began a vacation which would take several days of driving to reach their destination. As they began their third day on the road, their eight-year-old daughter weary from traveling asked a question Daddy when we get where we are going will we be there? This is a very important question to ask about your life. When you get where you are going will you be where you want to be? What do you want to accomplish with your life. When you get to the end of your journey, what do you hope to have accomplished? No other factor so determines the quality of your life as the goals that you have set for yourself. A study of 200 life histories of outstanding people revealed that they had ordered lives which were steered toward selected goals. Each person had something to live for. But another study of people who committed suicide indicated that they felt their lives had become intolerable because they had nothing to aim for, no goal to seek. Goals or lack of them were the difference We often talk about discovering who we are. The truth is we do not discover who we are as much as we decide who we are by the goals that we set for our life. How do we go about setting goals that are in line with God's plan and purpose for our lives? We can learn some lessons from one of the most positive personalities of Hebrew history, Caleb. Two incidents are given in scripture about Caleb. The first is found in Numbers chapter 13. The Israelites, led by Moses out of Egypt, through the Red Sea and across the Sinai Desert, came to the threshold of the Promised Land. Moses sent 12 men, one from each tribe, to scout the land in preparation for invasion. The men returned from their mission, and 10 of them gave the following report to Moses, found in Numbers chapter 13, 21 through 28, and 31 to 33. This was their report to Moses. We arrived in the land you sent us to see, and it is indeed a magnificent country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is some of its fruits as proof, but the people living there are powerful, and their cities and towns are fortified and very large. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread discouraging reports about the land among the Israelites. The land we explored will swallow up any who go to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, descendants of Anak. We felt like grasshoppers next to them, and that's what we look like to them. That was the report of the majority, the ten. But, the, but two other scouts, Caleb and Joshua, agreed with the objective facts of the report, but came to a different conclusion about the action that could be taken. With the people convinced that it would be impossible to conquer the land, Caleb spoke up in Numbers Chapter 13 and verse 30. He said, but Caleb tried to encourage the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. He was not successful in convincing the people, and they retreated into the desert spending the next 40 years living in fear of their future. When that entire generation, except for Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, had passed off the scene, God began working in their midst again. On Moses' death, Joshua was chosen to lead the Israelites into the Promised Land, which he did. Now, the second the incident mentioned in connection with Caleb is found in Joshua chapter 14, which was read for us earlier. Forty five years had gone by since the incident recorded in Numbers chapter 13. The conquered lands were now being distributed to the families of, um, of Israel. Caleb, now eight or five years old, said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 14 and verse 12, first in the NIV version, the New International Version, Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there, and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me I will drive them out just as he said. And the New King James Version puts it like this Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord has said. You see, Caleb didn't ask for an easy place. He asked for the hill country of Hebron that was inhabited by a race of giants who lived in fortified cities. But the obstacles didn't stop Caleb. He claimed the hill country by faith for himself and his family. As we look at this story of conquest, there are some important lessons about goal setting which... Apply to our lives today. First, your goals must be in line with God's purpose. Your goals must be in line with God's purpose. So, when Caleb and Joshua had returned from scouting the land, Moses made this promise to Caleb recorded for us in Joshua 14 and verse 9. The land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. See, God essentially said, Caleb, this land is for you. It is my plan for you to possess this land. See, Caleb's goal then was to claim what God had already promised him. Caleb did not just set a goal for his life. He did not simply set his mind on something that grew out of his own desires. His goal was in line with God's purpose. So whenever you set a goal for your life and say, I want this particular thing whether it be a college degree or a good job or a home or or a car, whatever it is, you'd better be sure that it is in line with what God wants for you. You see, if your goals are not in line with God's purpose, you might reach your goals, yes, but miss out on the blessings God wants to pour into your life. If you look at the world, you'll see that many people have become successful. They had established certain goals and they reached them and discovered that uh, when they got to to their goals that they were not as wonderful as they thought um, they would be. And so they became disappointed and some even committed suicide because they were expecting something more. The fact is that their goals were not in line with God's plan and purpose of their lives. So make sure your goals are in line with God's purpose. But secondly, goal setting is for everyone. Listen to what Caleb said in verse 10. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for four to five years since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the desert. So here I am today, 85 years old. 85 years old. That's when most people are sitting in their rocking chairs and and forgetting about all the things that they, they once did. But not Caleb. At 85, after a lifetime in which Caleb had followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly, he set his eyes on the land of Hebron and said, I want that mountain. Give me this mountain or this hill country that the Lord promised me in that day. The point is that you are never too old to set new goals, to set new horizons, to begin a new quests for God. Listen to the list of individuals who made great accomplishments in their, in their 80s and above. Dr. Owens, my predecessor here, uh, published his uh, autobiography at age 88. Michelangelo uh, completed his greatest work of art at the age of 87. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes wrote some of his most brilliant legal opinions at age 90. At 89, pianist Arthur Rubinstein, though he could not see the keyboard, played brilliantly from memory at Carnegie Hall. Mm. Albert Schweitzer, the missionary uh, doctor to Africa, still headed his hospital at the age of 89. At 81... Benjamin Franklin effected the compromise that led to the adoption of the United States Constitution. You see, you are never too old to set goals and achieve them. Life does not end at retirement. Accomplishments do not cease with retirement. Dreams do not end with retirement. At the other end of the spectrum... We can also say that you are never too young to set goals for yourself. I remember that it was at age nine that I told my mother that I wanted to be a minister. And that never left my mind. And God um, allowed me to accomplish that. And this is why I'm standing this pulpit today. Young people, God's purpose for your life begins right now. Whether you are 10 or or 15 or 20, there are goals that you can set, dreams that you can begin to seek that are in line with God's purpose and plan for your life. For each of us, there is a land of Hebron that God has set before us. And his desire is that we stand up and declare, I want that mountain. I want that thing that that you've placed within my heart. But thirdly, reaching your goals requires effort. It requires effort. Hear what Caleb said in verse 11. He said, I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I am just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. See, Caleb realized that it was not enough just to set a goal for his life, nor was it enough just to set a goal in line with God's purpose. Caleb realized that once the goal was set, he would have to fight and struggle and work in order to reach that goal. So reaching a goal is not easy. It wasn't easy for Caleb, and it is not easy for us today either. For Caleb to claim his mountain, he had to drive the giants out of the land— you know, as we strive to reach our goals, as we attempt to claim our mountain, whatever that mountain may be, there will be giants that we will have to confront right. in order to, and overcome in order to get to our goal. There will be the giant of adversity. You will never attempt anything significant in life without someone opposing you. They will stand in your way, they will criticize you, they will discourage you, they will even discriminate against you. So the giant of adversity will have to be overcome in order to get to your goal. But there will also be the giant of failure. As you move toward your goal, there will be many setbacks along the way. The key factor in achieving success will be your ability to move past the failures that you experience uh, to eventual victory. Early in life I was taught a little saying by my mother, I'm sure my sister will remember that, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. The giant we call failure can be a great discouragement, and many people give up their goals because of a failure or two. But failure can be a most helpful experience if we take the opportunity to evaluate the reasons for the failure and then move on after that. But there will also be the giant of laziness. One of the greatest tragedies in our society today is people who fail to realize their potential and reach their goals because they are too lazy to put forth the effort. The giant of laziness has to be overcome if uh, you are to reach your goal. Some people are naturally lazy and have to fight against this tendency. Diligence always pays A rich dividend. As the saying goes, no pain, no gain. There is also the giant of envy. As you see others accomplishing great things for God, great accomplishments in their life, how easy it is to allow the green-eyed monster of envy to take possession of your soul. Dissipate your energies and distract you from your own goals. You see, envy is a sin and God cannot bless you when there is envy in your heart. As the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. And then in James chapter 3 and verse 16, For where you have envy... And selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. You have to overcome the giant of envy if you are to achieve your goals. In life, hard work always precedes success. To reach your goal will take effort. But number four, God's help is available. God's help is available. To our effort, God will add his power, which will enable us to achieve the goals that we have set in line with his purpose. Caleb said in in verse 12, You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there, and their cities were large and fortified, But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. The key phrase there is the Lord helping me. The factor which will determine whether or not we reach our goal is not our strength or intellectual ability or other uh, natural um, gifts that we have. It is the power of God. That is what will enable us to reach the goals that we have set that are in line with his will. In the Bible, those who reached their goals seemed to do so in spite of their own weaknesses. Moses, a tongue-tied shepherd, stood up to Pharaoh and won. Gideon, supported by an army of 300 uh, men with only armed only with trumpets and empty jars fought the Midianites and won. David, an untrained and unprotected, challenged Goliath and won. Jesus, who on the cross looked like history's greatest loser, stood up to Satan and won. The early disciples set out to conquer the Roman world with nothing but the gospel, and they won. Caleb, 85 years old, confronted the giants in Hebron and won. So why did all of these apparent losers turn out to be winners? It was because of the power of God that flowed into their lives as they moved toward their goal. The Lord helping them, they reached their goals. When the great artist, Hercomer, Rose to fame, he built his studio in London, England, and invited his father, a simple uh, wood chopper, to spend the rest of his years with him. The old man came and was very fond of molding clay. All day he made things out of clay, but as the years passed, his hand lost its skill. He often went upstairs at night to his room with the sad heart of an old man who thought his best days were over. Where Comer's quick eye of love detected what was happening to his, to his dad. And so when his father went to sleep, he would go downstairs and take the clay which his father uh, was working on and had left and um, made it into something beautiful so that when the old man came down in the morning and took up the work that he had left all spoiled the night before he would say rubbing his hands I can still do it as well as I ever could (laughs) so that's the way it is with our lives Even when we do our very best, our lives are marked with defeat and failure. But then the God who created uh, the universe out of nothing, the one who uh, who saved us from our sins, takes our lives in his hands and with his own wonderful touch makes them as beautiful as they can be made. Uh, Do you know what, or that God has a wonderful plan for your life. God has a mountain he wants you to claim. He has a goal he wants you to reach. He has a purpose he wants you to fulfill. It won't be easy, but the Lord helping you, you can reach that goal and claim that mountain like Caleb. If you have not yet committed your life to Jesus Christ, the time to do so is now. Get in on God's plan for your life and see the miracles God will perform for you. If you're a believer, ask God to show you his plan for your life. Then in confidence and commitment, you can say with Caleb, I want that mountain. And God, helping me, I'm claiming it in his name. I'm so glad to know that God has promised that no matter what battles we may have to fight, no matter what habits we may have to break, no matter what trials we may have to endure, no matter what difficulties we may have to overcome, no matter what uh, mountains we may have to climb, and no matter what problems we may have to solve, he will grant us the strength and the grace required to be victorious. You see, Caleb's God is your God. A God of miracles. He can transform your failure into success, your weakness into strength, your defeat into victory, your losses into gains, and your adversity into prosperity. Oh, he knows about the mountains that you can't move. He knows about the problems that you can't solve. He knows about the fears that you can't master. He knows about the load that you can't handle. And he knows about the door that you can't open. He knows... About the sorrows that you have had. He knows about the loneliness that you have feared. He knows about the difficulties you have confronted, the responsibilities you have shouldered, and the opportunities that you have missed. But God will help you to achieve your goals, but you must hold to His hand, believe His word, trust in His promises, and depend on His power. There is no fear. Nothing to fear, nothing to worry about, nothing to be afraid of, nothing that can stop you from what God wants you to do. For God is a good God. He's a great God. He can do anything but fail. Amen. 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 (laughs)